episode 100 100 that's a little wild yeah and you know what we have not missed an episode yeah come out come out on time every yeah some of them come out a little bit later in the day than i usually put them out but i I think we have we have literally published a an episode yeah every other sunday at least when i'm not counting our specials since march 17th 2019 so wow I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Like that. That's, yeah. That's pretty cool. So we're coming up close-ish to four, to four years. I think it's in a couple months we'll be we'll be at four years, and yeah, it's pretty neat. It's it's um, this is actually episode I believe episode uh, in our feed. This is uh, episode I think let's see 96, 97, 98, 99, 100 plus the special. So this is actually episode 106 out of the uh, like in the total in the total number of episodes that we have released on, in the feed. Okay. But it's our 100th regular episode. It's not Cognitive Specials or like our little intro episode or whatever. So, you know, do you have any favorites? I think we did this last time in our 50th episode when we watched Wrath of Khan. Do you have any favorite uh, favorite episodes of Star Trek that we've talked about since our 50th episode or favorite episodes of this show that we've talked about? Yeah, I'm trying to. So I'm looking back to the list now. So this is, I think, a combination of, so there there were the two that we got to record together when I was up, up staying with you, which I think was oh, like was a fun, fun yeah. kind of a very fun thing that I think that, that was our first time seeing each other since before we had started the show by far. Yeah. So I think it was cool for that and, and just cool to like be kind of both be in the same place in person and also be recording the show in the same place as person. I thought it was just like a very special moment. And also, yeah. at least one of those episodes was author author, which was actually a really good episode too. Yeah, and and uh, so that was I think the, and then the next episode too. I think Fringy Love. No, no. I think it was the one after. It was the it was an episode of Discovery. Right. Yeah. Voltaic Mission. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was the other one we did. Uh, yeah, that was really fun. I I, f- I feel bad. I should I should have come to visit you this year, but maybe next year. Yeah, uh, you've been you've had a. It seems like it's been a very busy year for you guys at like work wise. Yeah, yeah a ton of stuff going and, on this summer, and then yeah, I've I've yeah. been kind of crazy at work. But but I, I do I, I wish I, I'll come I, if I'll if you're up for it, I'll both, come visit you. Both of us had COVID at some point during this year. Or were you, was true. it 2021 when you? No, it was this year. It was, it was this year. Right? I had yeah. COVID. Yeah. Or well, this well, this episode's coming out actually in 2023, but uh, oh, we're wow. recording it Jeez. in 2022. That's also just. Thanks, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, author, author. That's that was a really good episode and just a fun, a fun record with you. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed. This is very recent, but like, I really enjoyed uh, Critical Care episode. Yeah, you were saying show. that because you just finished uh, editing that one. Yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes of our show. I think that we've done. Yeah, it's just it was just interesting. Like we we actually disagreed kind of for once, and I think we had a lot of like kind of fun discussions about about that show and and like what it meant and like kind of how we each approached it like from a a unique perspective i think um like yeah you know, what, yeah i thought we had some you really from, like the medical perspective and me from like kind of like the radical politics yeah element of it i think also vanishing point we had like a good again like not a good episode but i, I feel like we had good discussion about that one yeah i think that uh i really liked i think our i think our our skin of evil. Uh, can we, we, we I was couple, looking at that. Yeah, we, we did a couple of season season one episodes of TNG this in this time period. I say skin of evil and um, justice, 
are are both uh we we did in in the last like year or so which are both like really really bad but like a yeah. pretty pretty fun conversations um yeah uh that we had about them i think cats and, i mean anytime we get to have caitlin and nicole uh, from that's not how science works on those are always fun episodes and cat spa yeah. was just such a fun one to do that with also yeah it's a very goofy i uh, i mean one... i think i i really enjoyed how much fun we both had with the way to eden too i yes. think that was one of those that like it was it, i feel like we were both unsure what the other one's reaction was going to be and delighted when it was the same yeah yeah uh, which we're, I, I want to talk about that episode again in this in this episode because okay, I had some thoughts. But I remember this is this is a while ago. This is like a year. Uh, you know, when this episode comes out, this will have been about almost two years ago. But so what, it was episode fifty three. So just a few episodes after Wrath of Khan, we talked about uh, Half a Life, which is the Luxana episode where she is where she like it falls in love with that guy who's going to get oh, executed. Oh, with the guy oh, from Mash. Yeah. yeah. That episode, I remember, that's, a, that's just a really good episode of Star Trek, but I think we also yeah, had a pretty good discussion about it as well. Yeah, so there's there's been, I feel like we didn't really do that many stone cold, like, everyone says this is, like, one of the best episodes of Star Trek episodes in, in this time period. Whereas I feel like in the first, in the first clutch of episodes, uh, we definitely did do a couple of them and then i would say yeah. now in looking looking at our schedule we, we we have like two of them coming up in the next in the next like 10 or so we have like i would say two like one episode the episode we're going to talk about at the end of this episode our next episode is is one of the most popular tos episodes and then later on in yeah. the schedule we have like one of the most popular tng episodes coming up but yeah there's not a ton of that stuff i guess we did we had space seed in episode 52 that's a fi- that's a big yeah one. like pretty quickly after we had done Wrath of Khan yeah and <laughs> and had... right after Unimatrix Zero Ugh, which is awful. considered one of the worst episodes of yeah I have to watch that Star one again Trek. soon for well, as I'm going through Voyager so that, not looking forward to that but uh, there was another one too that we had more rec- oh yeah Captain's Holiday we had that, that's oh a yeah big, that was fun that's a big one that was a fun one to talk about too yeah but yeah not not a lot that that have been like everyone says this one's really good but like just some a lot of like kind of deeper cuts and yeah some interesting we had conversations, so. we had that run of like a ton of enterprise all in a row yes where yes. over the course of like 20 episodes like 12 yeah, of them I'm or something still, were enterprise still not sold on enterprise unfortunately uh, oh you know you know another really good episode of our show was i think was the the drive episode where we kind of really talked about like the different the different like kind of highs and lows of that episode about about uh, the Delta Flyer in the race, where like that yeah. stuff was all really fun, and then and then we you know and then there's all it's of like, the, like... the Tom and Blana stuff, which is really bad. Yeah, and you know we've we've our specials have been kicking up too. Like I think we've done more specials in this time period than we That's did true. in the first fifty. So. Have a bunch. I think how many specials have we done since then? Let's see, we've done probably Discovery season four. Let's see. We've done Lower Decks then two and three, two Discovery, three. Discovery season four, the card th- two, and Strange New Worlds probably. Well, and maybe we'll have done Prodigy by the oh, time this episode comes, comes out. out. Maybe I yeah. think we will. I think we will have done Prodigy <laughs> that's, probably by the time this comes out. <laughs> that's assuming I ever watch Prodigy. You can check. But, oh yeah. So uh, this actually might be episode one hundred and seven, not one hundred and six. But uh, anyway, that's our. I think you know. 
Remind me in two years, and I'll try to come up with like a more formalized way to play this game, or maybe I'll have like some other kind of like, <laughs> rather than us being like, oh crap, we're, what did, we're what did we do two years ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, I've had a good time. I'm really ha- I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm really happy we've been continuing to do this, and it's a really fun thing to do with you, and a yeah, good thing oh, to a good way to keep in touch. I, mean, I think we keep in touch about other stuff now too. But it was that was kind of one of the reasons we started the show was to kind of rekindle this thing, and I'm really happy that that's happened. But it's also just fun to talk about Star Trek too. So. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Out of Contracts, the show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard. And I'm Brady Jungle. And as you just heard, we have been talking about... We've been talking about our 100th episode of the show. And we have a little kind of tradition on the show. So normally for our non-special and non uh, multiples of 50 shows we will randomly watch an episode of any star trek show but in our ep- our multiples multiples of 50 shows we t- we randomly watch one star trek movie so uh in episode 50 we watched wrath of khan and then this time the random number generator gave us uh kind of the it's dark reflection i guess depending on your opinion of, 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 <laughs> of these movies, it gave us, it went from what, what most people think is the, the best Star Trek movie, or at least the best original series movie, um, even though I don't think I would personally agree with that, to what most people would say, and I would probably agree, is the worst original series. Worst I was, was going to ask you this question of like, yes, of what is, uh, well, I, I guess I will once we say what it is. but It's Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. I would say this, to me, is unequivocally the worst original series movie although i don't know whether i'd say it's the worst star trek movie period yeah because i think i think i think it's got competition from nemesis and and into darkness into darkness um, yeah but i'm a, i'm a big backer of the of generations and and especially insurrection so i wouldn't i would not put That's those fair. too uh close to this but i you watched this before me and you texted me and said that you just finished watching it and i as i said well don't ruin it for the show but Give me one. What's your one word summary of how how the movie hit this time? Because what was last time? And you and you you said uh, fascinating. Uh-huh. Um, now, what was the last time you watched this? Because it's been several years for me. It's yes, it's also been several years for me. It's probably been about ten years since I watched the Final Frontier. Yeah, I, at it, least it might be about that long for me. Maybe a little bit less, but not. Yeah, it's not one that I. <laughs> revisit very often <laughs> i think like i am a kind of a point like if there's ever a screening of a star trek movie in a theater i'll probably go see it but i don't really this is not one that i don't think is going to be getting a lot of butts in the seats either so i, I kind of doubt yeah i doubt that they would that often yeah but william shatner's directorial opus yeah so that that i think well yeah we'll get into the strengths and flaws of this movie but yes this movie notably Directed by William Shatner, who notably not a director, you know. Uh, which yes, I, and also like it, so the the screenplay was written by someone else, but he does have a story credit in it as well. That's interesting because I do think well, I kind of don't even want to get into this shit because I want because you said you had some behind the scenes stuff. I think that you had read about on Memory Alpha that you wanted to talk about. So let's, yeah, why don't we talk about the production of this movie first? So and that we can talk yeah. about how we found out of it. So yeah, and that, and that is part of it. So apparently, part of the reason both for this movie existing and for Shatner directing it is that him and Leonard Nimoy apparently in their contracts had a, I think they call it a favored nation clause, but basically had clauses where like anything one of them got the other one also got. And so because Leonard Nimoy wrote and directed uh, the voyage home, then like 
Shatner also got to direct a Star Trek movie. Which is interesting because Nimoy directed more than one of them. He, uh, I, he was. Good he directed at it. Search for Spock too, didn't he? I believe so. Yes, because he was good at it, and then <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm I'm tipping yes, my hand here like, a little bit, um, but yeah. Like, sorry, go on, go on. Yeah, and I, I think I will say like I think the direction in like you can I guess it feels like a movie that is directed by William Shatner, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, I like it. Seems like everyone agree. is. <laughs> yeah. It seems like everyone is kind of like being asked to perform their role as Shatner would. Right. Except um, for, except for Spock is kind of like, I won't do this. Like, like, yeah. is like I'll be normal. Thank you. <laughs> like, yes, the, we should say, this but movie I also, is, is directed yeah. by William Shatner. Cause we usually do say this, like, yes, uh, it's directed by William Shatner and, uh, screenplay by David Lowry, but the story credit is credited to William Shatner and Harvey Bennett, who has multiple story and screenplay credits on these movies. Yeah. And uh, David Lowry also has a story credit. So yeah, yeah. He uh, uh, Harvey Bennett also uh, co-wrote Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock and Voyage Home. Mm-hmm. And then he was after this movie's poor performance and reception, he departed the film series. Yeah. the The other I think big thing is I didn't realize until I started reading about this just how much like Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade single handedly like sabotaged this film. Oh really? Tell me about that. Yeah, I, so I don't know anything about this? So I mean, I think it's pretty well known that like the character of Cybok was originally supposed supposed to be played by Sean Connery. Oh, I have heard that. Yes. Yeah, who was doing the Last Crusade instead? There's also apparently the the name of the planet is so there's kind of differing accounts, but there's like a theory that the name of the planet is supposed to be a play on Sean Connery's name. Because the planet's name is Shakari. Oh, um, the pla- the heaven planet. The heaven, yeah. yeah, the the god planet. Or the- okay, I thought you were talking about Nimbus Three. Oh no. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I got, I got just, you. So yeah, although I will say, like, probably the possible, like, one of the best parts of this movie, I thought was sci- like, um, Lawrence Luckenbill. Yeah, that's yes, he's So I, I thought he was really good as Cyborg. I did actually, too. I did too, and I was personally. I was like, yeah, like not that I mean Sean Connery. Uh, a I also don't know that Sean Connery would be right for that role. Well, Sean Connery, his ethos was not very Star Trek, I guess I'll say, you know, like uh, yeah. famous for famous for talking about how, like, sometimes you do need to hit a woman, you know, <laughs> sure, <laughs> but uh, not like a great man. It doesn't sound like a good, good actor. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think Lawrence Luckbill is, is really good in the movie. Yeah, and I thought Cyborg was really good. If the movie was more about him, I would be much more into <laughs> it. Sure. But anyway, yeah. So what, what else? What else? What um, else? And then also, so this was, I think, after the first one, this was the only movie to not have the effects done by ILM because they also were, like, both doing... So uh, Industrial Light and Magic was doing both The Last Crusade and, I guess, Ghostbusters 2 at this time. Okay. And so I guess basically Star Trek didn't want, like the third like the c team of ilm and so went out and got another like fx studio yeah and i think that is one of the like biggest like it's it's very glaring in this movie how bad the like all of the effects are (laughs) there's a couple of scenes where it kind of works for me but i would generally agree with you yeah like especially like especially as like a step down from everything like because i think the the 
Star Trek movies are most notable for being like Star Trek with a budget. And so they like look actually really good. Oh, and well, I think, yeah, especially, especially, I think, like, it's been a long time since I've seen three and four. I yeah. don't remember those ones looking incredible, especially because, like, four, like, mostly just takes place in, like, Los Angeles. But, like, or, sure. or, or, or San, whichever <laughs> city, San Francisco. Yeah. Is it, is, it, is it L.A. or San Francisco? They go to, it, I can't remember. It's got to be San Francisco. I feel like everything um, in Star Trek happens in San Francisco, right? Uh, well, some, no one will yell at us if we're wrong because no one listens to this podcast. But let me just, okay. like, um, uh, it happens in... I think it actually might happen in LA. No, it does happen in San Francisco. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, because yeah, there's Golden Gate Bridge is in the yeah, because it's on like the, the, yeah. the yeah. Anyway, yeah, San Francisco. So that one does all the has a lot, but but certainly like I think that the 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 effects in in the motion picture are great, and then I think the production design in Wrath of Khan is really good. Like yeah. So there, like I said, there are a couple of scenes of this where I'm like, this is like kind of interesting, but like a lot of it just doesn't look very good. Yeah. So I think all the, the thing with this one is like, cause at first I was just like, oh, did they just not have as much money? But I feel like the, like the sets, I think all look really nice. And like the ships themselves <laughs> actually look really good too. Like the miniatures or whatever. I think the makeup looks really bad. Like I think I, I hated looking at the Klingons in this. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Uh, especially the the like the and uh, does that guy even get a name the guy who's chasing them um yeah claw claw <laughs> sure C- K- K-L-A-A. um he he uh, looks Kla. he looks he looks terrible i think yeah and like, like I, don't, I don't know if it's just had they just not figured out what klingons looked like yet when did this come well, I mean, I th- I remember thinking that like Christopher Lloyd looks okay in in yeah. Star Trek Three. Um, well, yeah, this is nineteen eighty nine, so this was already like at least two seasons into uh, Next Generation. So, like, we had we've yeah. had Worf for a couple of years at this point. Yeah, what is yeah? Our c- cord too looks bad. Like, I don't I don't like yeah. looking at cord. Um, I mean, you're not like he like looks also just like bad because like he's. He's yeah, he's supposed to be problem, like a washed like, up old drunk guy. But I just yeah. don't. I just don't like looking at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I think some of the ship stuff looks okay. I think that like it's one of those things where there are like, some I think the... movies that where it's like they were too confident that this would always look good, and so they really kind of kind of dab on you, and then it's like 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 every time that like they showed a close up of the of the bird of prey's gun, where I'm just like, oh, this is just a, car- a cartoon, you know, like when, yeah. when, the, when the gun would go off. The yeah, gods, the god stuff is kind of like, I didn't hate it, but like it's not like really. I thought God was pretty at. bad. I, I didn't think it looked great. There's, but there's a couple. I think shots. it was also think... though that like, I okay. found that to be like, of everything in this movie, I thought that like the part that is theoretically the plot of the movie. Like as soon as God showed up, I was just like this. Like this got way less interesting than everything else. Oh, I don't. I don't agree with you. That's really interesting. Okay, well, like we'll I thought, Cybok was great, and then like God was just like, oh, okay. It's I, I over with, I guess. See, I like what the God thing is going for. I think, or at least I think I like what it, I think it could be going for. So we'll hmm. we, we talk about that. But the I but I do agree. I think that like the ship, the Enterprise looks good. There's a cu- there's like yeah. one shot. That I think they like keep the interior of the I, Enterprise looks really good too. Like yeah, there's, there's sets of like the bridge. I think the whatever room they keep being in with like the the big like ship's wheel and has these like really nice like wood pillars in the back is just like a cool looking room that looks really nice and classy 
I do. I agree, except for that, like they keep on undercutting all this stuff, especially in the first half of the movie. By like every time that they're in somewhere, like then it looks, it then like something breaks, where they're like, oh, they're just like, this, oh, the ship's falling apart. Or this whatever. movie has so many insufferable comedy bits that I cannot. So well, so that actually also that apparently is that uh, Paramount. I think it was Paramount that basically like because everyone liked the Voyage Home so much. They were basically told, like, okay, make another funny one. I didn't know that, but, like, I was going to say that that's clearly what's happening. Like, 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 like that, that, I felt watching that the entire movie. I was just like, oh, someone was like, well, was, people liked it when Fox said double, du- double dumbass, you know, in the last one. So you need to be, you need to be doing that, you know, again. And, and, yeah. But it's just, it's, it's, it's very, it's very hacky. I, but yeah, I do think the ships, I liked the exterior of the ship. I think it looks really nice. And there's just a, 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 an image they keep on showing toward the end that I was like, this looks so good. And like, why can't the rest of the movie look this good? Which is like right after when, when they're, when they're, when the, when it's in orbit above Shakari. And yeah, the planet they, looks cool. Well, no, I was, but I was going to say though, like this, the, sh- the planet actually isn't in this shot. It's, it's like right when, when they're, when it's in orbit, but it's just been attacked by the, the bird of prey. And that's kind of like, listing to the side sort of oh huh. and and like the and and the uh i might make it the episode header image because i think it's, it looks really cool and then like the the the, the bird of prey is coming up, is coming up on it and i was like oh yeah like this this is like a really kind of striking image in a movie that does not have very many of those in my opinion and mm-hmm. so i like i like that and I, there's so there were like moments of it where i was like oh this is working but yeah generally speaking i would say not one of the better looking ones of these movies yeah i think the planet looks fine i think we might there are different parts of this movie it sounds like they hit for one of us and not the other one so i yeah. am kind of curious to any other production notes we want to talk about before we get into i think the that actual... was all that i had like read that i thought was was notable all right so let's move into the actual movie then let's move into the yeah. story and we can kind of talk about different elements as we go so we we didn't say uh what the the memory alpha synopsis of this oh. is which we, which we usually do this is a long one so first there's a little quote that says the greatest enterprise of all is adventure which is in quotes i is is that in was that like a tagline or something I don't remember that being in the movie. Like I, I remember like at the begin- at the end of like the motion picture, it says, "The human adventure is only beginning." I don't remember that happening in this one, but yeah, and it then- must be like a like a promotional tagline or something. Yeah, and then it says, "When a renegade Vulcan captures the Federation, Klingon, and Romulan ambassadors on Nimbus Three, the so-called Planet of Galactic Peace, it can only mean one thing: the vacation is over." Captain James T. Kirk and the crew of the new Starship Enterprise A are pressed back into service to come to the rescue. But when the Vulcan has a prior association with Spock, it allows him to seize control of the Enterprise and put it on course for the center of the galaxy, where he and his followers believe they'll, fi- they'll f- they find the place from which creation sprung. Well, I, I guess like let's before we actually talk about so now we we've kind of been avoiding it. So like I think I have not done a very good job of avoiding my opinions on it. But you said this episode was <laughs> you said this movie was fascinating. Did you like it? Like did you think it was good? Like, are you you're just like, it's I, weird. Like, I think it's like a, I found it to be one of those just like interesting dualities where there were things about it that I really liked and things about it that are just like very bad. <laughs> and yeah. And like, I think the, yeah, I think like there's some interesting ideas. I think there's even some things that are like executed well. And there's other things that like, you could see what they were going for and just like, didn't pull off or just like didn't like i don't know that i would call it a good movie from a like direction or production standpoint but yeah there were things about it that i 
really liked and thought were executed well, kind of despite the, itself. Yeah, I, so I'll give uh, David Lowry here with the screenplay for this. I'll give him credit because I, I don't I don't fully disagree with you. I think that there is some interesting stuff in this. I think that there is potentially a good movie, or maybe even more appropriately, a good Star Trek episode buried in this movie. But mm. that if you're go- but like to to excavate it, you need a more steady hand at the at at the you know at at the at the whatever the little hammer is where you're where you're digging out an archaeological find than William Shatner's hand like like it, it, it yeah I think I think yes, you, you know, can it yeah go on, go on. I think that it, you can very clearly see Shatner's directorial influence. And what, and that like not to the benefit of the movie. And, and and I would say like not even necessarily in the way that like it it centers Kirk because they all kind of do like like certainly I think sure. This, and like, I didn't mind that. I thought and, I like was, I'll even say that I thought William Shatner the performer was was like fine like quite good in this. Yeah, it, it the, like there's a couple of, of ego things which I might point out as we go that I, I think you can see, but like, I, I think more of it's just like I, I it's not even really like the that like. Oh, whatever. Like it, it's it's Shatner's ego as much as it is just like it's just not very well directed. Like it's just it's just not like not like, done by someone who has directed movies right, before. Right. It's just it's just like it's too long. Like it's too long. There's all these shots that just go on forever for no reason and don't aren't framed very well. Oh, like the rock thing. Yeah. And don't look very good. Like it just doesn't. It's it's not paced well at all. And a lot of that is just like because it's. It's it's paced in a very it's just not edited right like it doesn't it does it, it should it should be tighter than this and again like mm-hmm. some of that is the comedy bits which is apparently not his fault really or, or I mean it's his fault that they're it's it's their fault that it's bad I guess but it's not their fault that like they wanted to make a movie that was not the movie that was the one that they were allowed to make maybe but yeah it's just like not a very well directed movie. And, 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 you know, I think, you know, I used to say that, like, the problem with the motion picture is that it's just an episode of Star Trek that's too long. And I don't agree with that anymore. Having watched motion picture again recently and being like, no, actually, this is, like, a beautiful movie. I really think it's really, really great. And But the, this, I watched this one and I was like, oh, no, this this is an episode of Star Trek that's too long. Like, this is an episode yeah, of Star Trek. Or maybe two like, episodes of Star Trek jammed well, together to make well, something too long. I don't I know. I think the other thing about it is that it's actually, it's not just an episode of Star Trek that was that's too long. It's like several specific episodes of Star Trek that I could point to <laughs> that have already been made. That have already been made that, that is too long. Like, like, and like, that's one thing that I was really struck by is that like, I was like, oh, this is basically like a combination of the way to Eden and the motion picture and weirdly like magic is a megas two and probably right. like five other things where it's just like, it's like that vanishing point thing of like, Oh, we've already seen this and they did a better job then. Like, and that, and that was really how I was feeling about this episode. A lot of it where I was just like, yeah, yeah. Like I've, I've seen, Oh, I've seen this in this episode. I've seen this in this episode. And like, which I think is probably another maybe Shatner or maybe Lowry problem where, where like it almost is like that JJ approach the JJ approach that I say of like what's a Star Trek movie is a movie where things that have happened in Star Trek happen in it where but like uh-huh. for the life of me like, I couldn't tell you what this movie is about like what's it trying to say I don't know like I and I think that which is another like one of the biggest weaknesses about it where it's like you'd think that a movie where they go to the center of the galaxy to find God and God turns out to be a charlatan like you think that there would be like more of a point of view there. But there yeah, isn't but that really. happens like, in like the last twenty minutes of the movie, and like 
is not led up to really at all in the movie up to that point. Right. And so then like, what are we to make of Cybok's character? Like you think that they're kind of gear, you know, teeing up for this big like thesis on like Cybok. Is he good or bad? Like what's our, what are his motivation? And then they just kind of don't, he just is suddenly like, well, I'm sad about this and I'm going to sacrifice myself. Like it, it's, yeah. it's, it just kind of like, kind of peters out like, and yeah. The one thing that I would say is like, the closest thing to like a through line that I actually did like and thought was executed pretty well is the kind of like bond of friendship between Kirk and Spock and McCoy. Like if I had to say this movie was about anything, that's what I would say it was about. Um, (laughs) And like kind of the like strength they draw from each other. And there are parts of that that work, but I I just, I think, and and I think that's mostly because of like the three actors and just kind of like, because like these are like three people who have been acting together for so long and like just have that kind of rapport and friendship together naturally. Yeah. But part of it also just makes it, it's like, I, I do wonder how much of that is, is even like previous association association looks. I really don't think that like, especially um, DeForest Kelly is very good in this movie. Like I, I, just, I, I, and I, I think that's just cause like he doesn't, he doesn't really get like very much good to do. It's not like I mean I th- I like DeForest Kelly. Yeah, but they mostly just tell him like act southern. Yeah, and, and like I, I think Shatner too. Like I don't think he's terrible, but I do agree with you that like I think that most of the actors are kind of like given that free reign to go Shatner with it. Like, and I don't think it's generally to the movie's benefit. And like I said, I think to me the. F- the two key, the two like clearly best performances in this movie are Nimoy, who I just feel like is always on, you know, like, and yeah. and then and then Luckenbell, who maybe is kind of giving a Shatner-esque performance, but giving it in a way in like in a space where it 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 works, kind of like. Yeah, I think he he grasps that character and like goes with it. Yeah, so let's I guess let's let's actually go so yeah, take us into like the 30, 30, 30 minutes in. let's let's get into the actual. Uh, <laughs> plot of the movie we kind of talk about like individual elements as we yeah so so the movie i guess it it starts out with kind of a quick scene just introducing cybok and what his deal is so he's a he's formerly a vulcan i guess he's still a vulcan but he is a vulcan who has kind of like embraced being um, like fully understanding and expressing emotions and (laughs) and this is the you could i guess consider this part of the movie problematic that like his whole thing is that he brainwashes people through therapy (laughs) yeah i guess you (laughs) could say that like he so so basically he goes to he's on this planet that is the planet of galactic peace which is basically a like shared colony between humans and klingons and romulans but it's just kind of this like barren wasteland planet and he but but what he does is he like asks people to share their pain with him and so like digs into like their everyone's past trauma and like helps them to kind of like let it go and release it. And then that makes them so grateful to him that they will do whatever he wants. Yeah. It, this is interesting because I, I think you're right, but like, I think the movie is, this is one thing I will give them a little bit of credit for is that it feels somewhat ambiguous about what he's doing. And, and I feel like maybe ultimately it does come down on the negative side because then of course the, William Shatner's character and the movie is being directed by William Shatner is basically right. like, well, I won't do therapy. I'm, I'm too good for I'm therapy. Too, I'm too good. At, I'm too, I'm so self-actualized that I don't need therapy. And like that is allows yes. him to, to, to basically, uh, and kind of, that's also Spock's thing too, is that he's like, 
well, you think that I need therapy, but actually I've already worked out all my issues prior to this, you know? Yeah, and, and that, that that whole scene I thought was, like, a, a strange message where I was, like, sometimes, like, kind of with it and sometimes not. Because, yeah, because Kirk is kind of this, like, ma- like real macho men don't need to address their feelings because you just, like, bottle it up and that's what drives you to do yeah. great things. But then Spock is more, I think, edits, like, if you kind of most generously take on like Spock's approach to it is just that like I like acknowledge that these bad things in my past are like part of who made me part of like what made me who I am and like I've kind of already dealt with it and like yes that it's not like I, I recognize that it was like a bad thing that happened to me but it is not still like painful for me and like I've grown because of it well, I also enjoyed that. <laughs> enjoyed that that his flashback that he has is to a thing that he had, he would have no memory of <laughs> being like, born. Yeah, right. But, and also that, like, apparently, like Kirk could also see it. Well, yeah, they because they could see McCoy's too prior to that. Yeah, which was just such a weird thing to happen. <laughs> just like, wait, so what? What is happening right yeah, now? Yeah, because yeah, they have these like weird flashbacks to their past, but then like the other people in the room are just standing there watching it so like they're watching like spock be born and sarek be a jerk about it yeah but yeah but but anyways so yeah and then so so cybok has kind of like taken over the people on this planet and has taken the the ambassadors of these three of the klingons and the romulans and the humans hostage well well, actually sorry before we before we get into that i just want to i'm what what did you think of the of that first scene, because I found that first scene very striking, but I think ultimately also like very indicative of the movie's like problems, uh, like both the movie's strengths and problems. Like, like that opening scene where he kind of like there's this guy who is digging all these holes. Looking, I assume looking for water is what it feels like is the implication there. Probably, and, yeah. And then and then and then like Cybot comes up on this alien horse which i i did love the alien horse that just like a horse that someone has like glued like two horns to um, uh-huh. uh and and then like is kind of like don't shoot me like i actually let me heal your pain you have all this pain and uh and yeah then, like, and the guy like drops him, to like, his knees thanking yeah. him and then he's like you're a vulcan and then he laughs and, and then that's the yeah. end of it. like what do you think I, what do you think of this scene because i really went into this especially after you said it was fascinating i was like i want to go into this with like an open mind i'm not looking yeah I'm not looking to, like, bash this. I just wanted to see... And then I think that scene is really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that's... that. I do agree that it's kind of an indicative scene of the movie as a whole, where it's, like, like someone has seen several movies and trying to, like, recreate... Like, and I don't know that I could point to, like, a specific movie that it's trying to recreate, but it's very much, like, got the kind of ambiance of, of other things that I've seen... Yeah, but like, but is like attribute like attributing meaning to things that like I don't necessarily think have the degree of meaning that the movie is acting like they do. If that makes sense. Well, yeah. I, to me, like I said, I, I do think it kind of like it speaks to the strengths and weaknesses of this movie. Where like, I think that you could like this could be the opening of a very interesting movie. I think because like, I love I love the very beginning where it's basically like it's like Nimbus three. The planet of intergalactic peace, and then it's like this completely and it's a wasteland, yeah, barren wasteland, and this guy is digging holes for water, and then like this, this, and then uh, you know, Cybot comes up to him and is like, "You would, are you going to shoot me? You know, for this, for this, this tract of land?" And he's like, "This is all I have," and it's just like the idea yeah. that like he is, 
like yeah it's like th- that like this is like what what like almost like you could i think you could like have a this is what capitalism you know this is this is what like the premise of utopia has brought us is like us killing each other for like worthless Sure. possessions because that is the only thing we have is like these worthless possessions you know like, yeah and then you have this person that like decides to question all of that and yeah kind of like free people's minds and that yeah that could it uh, should be something <laughs> but then but then like the scene is also it's just kind of like too long and weirdly shot and then at the end when it's like you're a vulcan and then like uh cyborg laughs for a long time like <laughs> a really long time where it's like clearly like what it's trying to tell you as a established star trek fan is like a vulcan is laughing like that's yeah weird. this is meaningful but, but like my i was watching this movie with my kids and my, and my son was like why is he doing this yeah, and i was funny. like and it's like i could tell you why he's doing it from a screenwriting perspective i could not tell you why he's doing it from an actual why would a character do this perspective yes. you know like yeah so it's kind of like a weird warning sign yeah um i i i, I, I that scene i felt was very striking that's one of, one of the more interesting scenes to me so i just wanted to like touch yeah on. for sure um and then we cut to kirk and spock and mccoy are out camping in their comfortable well-fitting levi's jeans this is um, and this this is where this is where like i think the warning signs really begin i i i think yeah yeah and it, this is just a very long sequence to establish that like the three of them are just like enjoying each other's company as like good old friends and like making fun of spock for being a vulcan spock is Um, wearing rocket boots at one point yes there's the mountain climbing scene where like kirk is free climbing a massive mountain and honestly spock just flies up to him in rocket boots this this scene is also the i think out of all the scenes like the, the the scene where you could really accuse shatner of like stroking his own ego where there's a really, really long sequence where a, a man who is clearly not <laughs> right. uh, William Shatner yes, a young is free climbing a mountain. And then like yes. it's like, oh, it's William Shatner. Like, and, yes, and, here he is with like <laughs> everything below his waist off camera the whole time. Well, no, but yeah. Definitely but just like, hanging a lot of from be- the side of this mountain. There's a lot of scenes before that where you see someone who does actually but yeah, yeah, free it's, climbing it, a mountain. There is someone like, you never legitimately see his, free climbing. Yeah. You never see his face. My son asked me if, if he was really doing that. And I was like... I was explaining. Well, I was like, well, no, there's a thing called a stunt double, and that you know where you can't see their face, and so that's that's, that's what's happening here, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, like it's it go, again, it goes on forever, and then and then he's like, yeah. Then Spock is like, "Why are you climbing this mountain?" And he's like, "Because it's there," you know. And meanwhile, yes. like, and then he falls off. McCoy, who was wearing like a very unflattering like jean jacket on the ground, yep. is is like looking at them up through his binoculars and being like, "Oh, it's so irresponsible." And yeah, it's yeah, and then and then at the end they all sing like row 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 your boat for a while before. Yes, for a long time, like ex- like trying to explain to Spock, like uh, around. I did. I will say I did like at the end when they actually call back to the uh, to when when McCoy says, "Am I dreaming?" and then and then and then uh, Kirk says, "Well, if you are, then then life is a dream." <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I was like, that's that's kind of funny. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's another one of those things that like seems like it should have more meaning than it does, in like when it's happening. Like, like you you would think that like this whole long camping and like around the campfire scene, they should be like saying something to establish like themes throughout the movie, and they like say things and then we'll reference them. Like Kirk says, "I thought I would die alone," and like they sing "Row Row Your Boat," and Spock is like, "Life is not a dream," and they like say those things again at the end of the movie, but it. Yeah, it's not like it's really again. Like I feel like some in like the Wrath of Khan, right? You like establish Kirk's whole like struggling with like growing old and his mortality, and that is kind of a like 
sets the stage for the movie. And I feel like this one, they're trying to do the same thing around the campfire and it doesn't really set the stage for like any of the rest of the movie other than like these three guys are old friends. I mean, I, I did, I did kind of like the dialogue thing. Like that, that's like the one part of this thing that really kind of, that I was like, Oh, this is like something sort of like poignant to me about it. And it also made me think about yeah. the way he does die in generations where it's like, he doesn't really die alone, but he does kind of die alone. He dies like with kind this of. guy who he sort of just like had just met, you know? Yeah. Like far away from all of his, like anyone he's known. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this this also has I think again like I think a really bad scene where where uh, also in Yellow Yosemite are is where uh, Sulu and and Chekhov are down there and they're lost and like they like at one point like they're talking about how there's a really bad blizzard and then like uh, Chekhov is like, oh, Chekhov's like blowing, blowing into the into, microphone and I was just like this is not dignified like 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 and again I'm I'm all for comedy and Trek I love funny Trek things but like yeah. Uh, they're I trying, just, like, George Takei and Walter Koenig, I think, are trying their best. Yeah, but the material is so bad. I, and I, it just made me think about, like, how good Chekhov is in Wrath of Khan, you know, which we watched a couple years yeah. ago. And, and which I just watched again this year on the big screen. And, like, he's really good in that. And, like, he actually has opportunities to act. And, like, I think I think that, that the maybe my favorite scene in Wrath of Khan is, like, when he's, you know, is, is like, when they're all, all, all the stuff, when they find his ship and then, like, you know, they put those weird parasites in his ears and stuff. Like, it, yeah. It, and I was just like, this is a bummer to me to see, like, I think it just, it doesn't help, too, that they're all just getting a little older and nothing's anything wrong with that. But, that, like, it just feels like. Like they should be more dignified than this. Yeah, at this point. like like they should like almost that the franchise should be affording them the respect that they deserve for this, and then just have him kind of like he's getting a little, little puffier and older, and then he just has to like blow into his com- his calm like he's you know to to show like how 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 bad the weather is there as as part of this lie. I was just like I don't know, and like I I think weirdly yeah. like. Even though, like, she does have to do, like, a strip tease in this movie, I actually think that scene I'm actually sort of more, more okay with because, weirdly, that, in a strange way, does feel sort of respectful of Michelle Nichols, kind of, which I'll, we'll get to that later. But, like, she almost, I think, comes off the best in this in terms of, like, the affection that the franchise is affording her in, in a weird way. Yeah. Like, you know, as opposed to, like, Scotty, who, like like, has a... I know the ship like the back of my hand and then and immediately then, like is knocked unconscious by like hitting his head on a post. Like, yes. Know. As like a plot point. Yeah. Which, <laughs> like that, like, like it's not just that he like, yeah, it's not just a like kind of one-off joke. It's just like, no, Scotty like legitimately injured himself and will spend the next scene in sick bay. Yeah. So anyway, th- this, yeah. this stuff is all really rough. And, and, yeah. And, and so then they all get kind of called back to the ship because for some reason they're the only ones that can, go stop Cybok, who's taken over this planet. And so they go on the Enterprise. Which is Scotty a, a new Enterprise, because Enterprise was destroyed in, in what, in... Uh, in Search for Spock, right? Yeah. Yes. And then, like, Spock, yes. yeah, because then in Voyage Home, they have the, uh, the bounty. Yes. And then, like, at the very end of it, they, un, they like, unveil this new Enterprise. Yeah, which um, looks, which looks so, cool. Like, I, like, I like the way yeah, it's Yeah, it looks really good. But, but like, Scotty keeps complaining about how, like, everything's falling apart because, like, the ship wasn't finished and isn't ready to take off yet. Which, again, I think was kind of a, like, reusing... Like, that that was a whole bit that they kept doing in The Voyage Home, right? Because they had this, like, broken old bird of prey and everyone's complaining about how they don't know... Like, it doesn't work right and everything. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie, so I'm not 100% uh, certain. But... Or did they do it in Wrath of Khan? I feel like 
it's like not the first time that it's just like, oh, the ship's not ready to fly. And like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah, so they go. I mean, in, well, well, in, in, in a motion picture, they have the new ship that like is crewed mostly by trainees. And then like the, and the transporter is like messed up. So like there's a little bit of, it's not, uh, it's not yeah. played for laughs though in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, because the transporter doesn't work through for like most of this one too, right? Yeah. So they have to keep going places by shuttlecraft. Yeah. Um, so they yeah so they go down to the uh, the planet to Nimbus three, and they're in this sort of like desert town, like Mos Eisley Cantina. R- really, really Mos Eisley Cantina. Like <laughs> yes. Uh, there's also an, uh, uh, <laughs> an alien dancer with three breasts. Yes. Which 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 reminded me that that's what Roddenberry wanted uh, Deanna to have um, on, and then it was someone wisely told him no. <laughs> that's a good uh, good call for TNG. Yeah, and then they basically kind of like go. Th- there's a whole se- like sequence in a bar fight, and they end up capturing. S- no, they don't capture. Cybot captures them and like takes them, like gets on the shuttlecraft takes them back to Enterprise. And uh, yeah, I'm going to kind of skim through a bunch of it now, but basically like Cybok takes them back to Enterprise when they, and then they're attacked by this Klingon bird of prey. That's just kind of like occasionally there throughout the movie. Yeah. That's just like this, this Klingon captain who has decided that like, he's going to blow up the Enterprise and kill Kirk for, to, to like just because. get glory from it, yeah, just yeah. just because basically, yes. And so like will occasionally like show up and attack the ship and Kla. things will shake around. Yeah, Claus yeah. is his name, and he and it, so everyone on the ship, all the Klingons on the ship look bad. Like, they just look, yes. they look, they look really, really fakey, fake uh, makeup and stuff. I don't don't like looking yeah. at them. And so like because he's like attacking, there's kind of a scuffle, and basically like the notable thing that happens during all of this is there's a point where like Spock gets hold of a gun and like kind of ha- gets the drop on Cybok and Kirk is like yelling at Sp- Spock to just shoot Cybok, which seems <laughs> a, I don't little, know. a little harsh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a little extreme and out of character to like go from like, Oh, like he's captured, like he's captured our ship and like we, this is our chance to like get the drop on him. And then he's just like, kill him. <laughs> this is also the part of the movie where I kind of like gave up on the idea that I was going to like it because then he, cause he does, because again, I still am really liking Lucky and Bill. I was kind of just like, I would love to see a movie just about Cybok's whole thing, and then like, let's stop having these dumb little like interstitial things. Because like, then they go to the so so he doesn't he doesn't kill Cybok. And, and that's then, when we find out that Cybok is actually Spock's brother, right? But they under, they undercut this so bad because they go to they get so so he he doesn't he doesn't kill Cybok, but then he also doesn't join Cybok. So then. So that be, and and for, yeah, the, for whatever reason, Cybok like t- goes up to him and is like, "You're my brother. Like, come. Like, you know, we're both gonna like find the because Cybok is trying to get to the center of the galaxy to meet God to like answer the question, like the great questions of he wants the answer to life, like the, the universe, universe and, and everything. everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and the <laughs> yeah, but but it's like just as vague as like again like. What was done for great effect of a joke in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is just like his actual pl- like he ha- he never has like an actual question or yeah like it's not clear exactly he's just like I want to like find out what the meaning of everything is yeah and like God will tell me 
But like, it's it's so undercut though because like, yeah. So Spock won't won't shoot him, but he also won't join him. And Cybok kind of later on, he's kind of like, well, it's hard for me to do my little therapy mind control to them because they're such good friends. So rather yeah, than doing like that the right bond now, between I'll, these true between the like the three of them, yeah. So rather than me doing that now, I'll just like put them in jail. So he puts him in the brig, and then like then Spock is like Cyborg is my brother, and then and then like they do this like dumb little comedy bit where where Shatner is like, well, I'm he's you know I know you I I know Vulcan solidarity or whatever. He's like, no, no, he's my real brother. He's like, what? You don't know a brother? You're kidding me, right? You're lying, and and it's just like this weird little like. Yeah, and I'm just like, stop it! Like, stop it! And, and like, I, I, this is this is not funny. Like, and, yeah. and that just that's like I think one of the big problems of the movie is that like, again, I think it's somewhat poorly sketched out. But like, you could make a movie pretty interesting, I think, about what Cybok wants and them dealing with that in a in a in a sincere way. But instead, like every time you're you're focusing on the crew. They're always doing these little bits, which are never good. Like you know, because then later on they get broken out of jail by 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 Scotty, who does this nor- Morse code that says "stand back," and they're like doing it. And they're like, and they're like, oh, B- stand back, like a- yeah, yeah. And then, and, then they, wow. yeah and, then he, and then he does the thing where he's like, "I know the ship like the back of my hand." Bong, you know, like yeah. And I'm just like, cut it out, like. And so like, I do think the end of the movie does pick up for me a little bit just because there is not more room to do that anymore. Like, like they kind of are like, all right, we have to actually finish the movie now. So we can't be doing all these dumb little things like as much, yeah. but, but even then it's like, they still have that, that I think again, sorry, like terrible scene where, where they are climbing up that ladder. And then Spock is like, Oh, I'll just take my rocket boots. And then like, <laughs> right. it's so bad. It's just, it's really, really dumb. Yeah. We did skip over to, not that we have to, I don't want to go over every little bit and piece of this, but, but when, when they, when they go try to confront Cybok and then Cybok captures them, they, there is a scene where they need to steal these horses to ride into the city. And then to do that, they do, <laughs> they do have, they do have, uh, uh, Uhura do an exotic dance. Do a fan dance. Which appears which which she appears to be doing nude. Um in the nude. Like she had she had uh, a uniform on and then she clearly does not have a uniform on when she's doing this. Yeah. And I, maybe this is just me, like And and yeah, and these like and so the like guards are just kind of these like turn into these sort of like slavering, like mindless, like overcome by the idea of seeing a naked woman that they are like, well, a bunch of, a bunch of them are like literally, stupid, like whatever. A bunch of them are literally saying "woman" like animal from the Muppets, like 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 yes. the, that's 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 like all I can think of is yeah, like the I think it's in is it in Muppet takes, Muppets Taking Manhattan when like you know he chases that woman out of the out of the theater. He's like "woman, woman, woman, woman." Like that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. When I was watching that, but like weirdly, I also think that like. She actually kind of comes off okay because the movie is actually like this is sexy, and I was like, you know what? Like, yeah. Props to you, who I I think was actually like a sixty year old woman or like you know fifty eight or something like that. Like yeah. I was like, there are not very many movies that would actually like afford a woman of Michelle, Michelle Nichols' age like the dignity of being physically desirable in that way. Like in the movie, yeah, treats, yeah, because like, it doesn't. There's not like a like joke at the end of that like it's not like oh no she's old it's just like she's like yeah i am sexy what are you gonna do about yeah. it like and i, cause I like, did kind of like that weirdly professional like, singer and dancer yeah like i did kind of like that and and clearly like everybody 
loves her. Like, you know, like that, like that's kind of like another recurring like bit on this, on this movie is that they're all like, Oh, her, yeah. you're so great. Like, and, and you know, them like kind of, yeah. And, and, and like, she, you know, when she is being mind controlled, she kind of is revealed, like has sort of a crush on, on Scotty and Scotty is kind of like, well, I don't want to take it a bit like, like, you know, like this is. Yeah. Like I respect you too much yeah. as an officer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it, it's, so yeah, I don't know. She really, I think gets out of it with a little bit more dignity than, then I think so certainly that I think like uh Duan and and Takei and and uh Koenig. and Koenig do in this movie. But yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out because I was like, this is a, a strange moment, but like there are worse things that could have happened, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so sorry, but I, that's that's kinda of backing up. So they, they do ultimately they get up and they try to deli- they escape from the prison and they try and they try to deliver a distress signal to Starfleet, but it is they think it gets to Starfleet, but it actually gets to the Klingon ship, who is... To the Klingons, yeah. Yeah. So then the Klingons, like, know where they're going to. They, like, send them their coordinates, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and then basically, like, the ship flies through the galactic barrier, or the Great Barrier? They call it the Great Barrier. Yeah. And then, and then they, like... Oh, no, bef- so before that is when Cybok tries to... There, there's the scene where Cybok sort of tries to brainwash... Uh, Kirk and Spock and McCoy. And so, yeah, and they show kind of these things from, like, McCoy's past where he, like, let his father die of, like, a disease because he was in so much pain. Yeah. And then Spock's, like, pain is just that, like, his dad didn't like him. <laughs> well, it's um, his dad didn't like him. It was just, like, it was like his dad was, like, wished he wasn't so human. But, like, he... That was, yeah. I mean, like, I think we've seen enough Star Trek to be like, he had a complicated relationship with his dad, you know, but... Yeah, yeah, again, like, and, like, that's not new information at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and then they have this whole, like, Kirk kind of, like, rages about how he's too macho to need therapy, and then Spock kind of calmly says, like, he's already dealt with all of his past, and McCoy's just kind of like, well, I'm friends with them, so I guess I also will, like not help you yeah but um but it's this is the thing that is kind of interesting is that like i don't really know i see what you're saying about like brain rush by therapy and, and again i think that this scene is kind of like an enforcement of that but at the same time it's like i do think that like cyborg is right like everything he says to mccoy is correct like like you know like he Yes, you need to like kind of like reflect on the decisions you make and like come to terms with it. And... But but also, but it's like he you know he says like you feel guilty about this because you basically allowed him. He asked you to pull the plug and you did, and then yeah. and then later on there was a cure for this disease, and so you feel guilty about that. But he's like you did what you did because you loved your dad. Like you have to, you you have to like you know. Yeah, like forgive yourself. Or... You have to forgive yourself, and you have to deal with like the emotional truth of what you were, what you went through. Like you, rather than yeah. like distorting your memories with this idea that you were being cruel. Like you have to, you have to remember like why you did those things, it, it, which is all true. You know, like it, it. That's I think he's he's right, and like when he's unburdening these people of their pain, like it does feel like he is he's correct, and so I think the movie does leave it somewhat ambiguous about if it's like really mind control or whether it's just people like kind of like realizing the truth you know but but like also obviously like yeah because i think what he tries to say is like once you've like addressed your pain then you like won't be afraid and so then you'll be willing to like 
fly through the galactic barrier to find God, I guess. Yeah, so then it's like, you know, what he does, what he does kind of take Sulu and, and Chekhov and Uhura, like, the question is sort of like, well, is he mind controlling them, or are they like, oh yeah, well, this does make sense now. Or, and like, is there a difference between those two things? I don't know, like, it, I think it's yeah. somewhat... Nameless, a little muddy. I don't know whether that's I don't know whether that's like an intentional amount of subtlety or whether that is again the movie's just kind of sort of muddled a treatment of that character. Maybe maybe a little column A, column B too, but Yeah. So yeah, anyway, that that happens. And they fly through the barrier, which is yeah, re- very barrier. easy. And, and where it's like they they've been like, Oh yeah, but basically I think that the implication is that like it's not that hard to get through, but like that there was something where, like, the instruments of, of all the Starfleet ships that have, tr- that have, like, tested it before have said it was dangerous, and so just no one's ever tried it. Is yeah. kind of how it seems. And like- so they just, like, Cybok kind of, like, says to Sulu, like, just, you know, like, trust your feelings and, like, just keep going, and then they do. Yeah, which so is, like, that just seems kind of lazy on Starfleet's part. Like, they sh- they should have just sent the probe in there and seen what happened, you know? Like, right. Because it didn't, yeah, it really didn't seem that hard. It was, and because then the Klingon ship goes there, too, you know? Like, like, it just kind of feels like somebody. That's a good point. <laughs> somebody should have tried to do this before, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and in fact, as we know, someone has tried to do this before, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, and so they go down to the planet. So, uh, Cybok and then Kirk and Spock and McCoy all go down to the planet, and and then we periodically cut back to the people on the ship who are just watching the film Star Trek V: The Final Frontier on this view screen. Yeah, at one point, like, Scotty is trying to fix the transporter, and then Uhura says, Scotty, you've got to see this. And he's like, I can't. And I'm like, does he have to see this? Like, this is before God is there. It's just them walking. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's just... Yeah, they, they come down to the planet and, like, act like they're seeing, like, incredible things. And, like, it's a cool vista, but it's, like, just someplace in California, presumably. Yeah, and th- this part of the movie, I am, like, kind of, like... I'm like, I want to go there with you. Like, I, I really do, but... You can't get me all the way there because, like, it's just not there. There, it, there needs to be something. There needs to be like something a little bit more concrete to this thesis that you're hanging your hat on because it's just it's like, it's almost like they're kind of like, well, let's just put a bunch of things that are sort of interesting or like could someone could take the maybe if we just pr- present a bunch of elements that are like kind of quote unquote deep concepts in front of you, maybe you can assemble them into something that means something. You know, like, like, because yeah. I, this part, again, this part, of the movie, I am like a little bit more interested in, even though I ultimately don't think it's 100% successful. Yeah. And so they go to this planet that basically kind of all of the different, like, races think is their version of, like, heaven or Eden. Which is, all, um, that, which is also, like, doesn't make any sense. Like, like, they all think it's heaven, except for that, like, Earth people think it's Eden. But, like, right. which we've also already been to. Right. But, but also, like, Eden, do they think it's literal Eden? Because, like, that was supposed to be a place on Earth. Like, that's where, you, you know, from the, yeah. like, but, yeah, anyway, like, the, I, yeah. I was, because I, I was, I told the kids, like, oh, they think that's heaven. But then later on, they said Eden, and I was like, that's not the same thing, you know. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, but just kind of this, like, paradise place. And then they, they end up finding God, and God is just like, great, you found me. Now let me have your spaceship so that we can fly away from here. But so there's, there's, but there's lead up to this though. I'm sorry for keep on cutting doubling back on you because I, I, I just, I, I want to talk about the things where I do think there is like some thematic resonance. They get to this place that's supposed to be like this heaven and like, it looks cool, but it's also like completely barren and rocky. 
And then they kind of like start walking around and like there's this kind of moment where almost like it kind of made me wish that like there wasn't a god scene at all. Where like they kind of are walking around and then like Cybok is like looking around kind of like, well, what's, isn't there something that's supposed to happen? And then they're kind of like, well, maybe there's nothing. And like, and like there's something that's again, like kind of interesting about that where it's like, I came all this way and now there's nothing and it's not even like cool. It's just kind of like. Almost like there used to be a heaven here and I missed it or something, you know? Yeah. And, but yeah, then, then like this, these, all these rocks start popping up that like kind of look like a big rib cage. And then like a, a not super great looking uh, computer graphic of like an old man with a beard. Just like an old dude. Like, yeah. kind of, not, not entirely dissimilar to the, to the way God looks in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, <laughs> pops up. <laughs> um, yep. It <laughs> uh, starts talking to them, yeah. And yeah, and then Kirk is just. Delivers the famous like, like excuse me, why does God need a starship? This, but okay, this rules though. Like this, I do think this part like this is the best Kirk stuff in the movie. I think like this, this is classic Kirk to me, where he's not really overacting and like he's like questioning his supreme intelligence and he yeah, and it's like that's a good point. Like you know, it's like that. Yeah, this is raising some good questions. Yeah, like like he's and, and he and like again, like this is this is like the part that is kind of kind of badass where he's just like there's this creature that's claiming to be god and i'm gonna kind of sass him a little bit you know like yeah uh, yeah he kind of like raises his hands and he's like what uh, um, quick thing yeah and then and then spock is like yeah why does god need a spaceship like this this part i do think is good like like even even yeah. if like some of the lead up to it is kind of, or like the or the graphics or whatever are like a little iffy like i was like yeah. oh this is like kind of cool this is a little bit like a little anti But again, like, is not what the movie has been about. Like, yeah. again, like, could be an interesting concept for a movie if that's what the whole thing was about. But, like, no, nothing to, like, suggest this has been brought up at any point before now. Yeah. But, yeah, and, and then God, like, zaps him with laser eyes. And then kind of what, as they kind of continue to question him, God, like, very clear, very quickly descends into just, like, ah, you got me. It turns out I've, like... I'm actually like a powerful alien that was like imprisoned here. And the only way I can get out is by like getting on your spaceship and flying away. Yeah. This also has one of the, one of the few, like, I think kind of cool effects, not the laser eyes part, but like I I did, I did kind of like the more subtle thing of like when he, when he zaps uh, the, the three, the, the lead three with his laser eyes, like then for the rest of that scene, every time you cut to Kirk, like his, there's like a little charred mark on his uniform, but it is smoking. Um, That's like smoking a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And again, like this, I think they could do more with this because like, it is sort of interesting, like the idea that what if this was God or like, what if this is what people have always thought of as God? Because clearly mm-hmm. he has some amount of power because he did send a vision to Cybok to come there, you know? Yeah. And so like the idea of, like, what if the, the 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 universal conception of God is, like, kind of a Wizard of Oz situation? I think that is – a more interesting movie could do something with this, but it just kind of glosses over that very quickly, yeah. you know. Also, that's kind of what Who Mourns for Adonais was about, though, right? Uh, it's been a long time since Like, not exactly one. the same God, but, like, with, like, the Greek God Apollo. Well, I, I mean, and this is, I think, one yeah. of the movie's many problems is that, like – I could say this is what this is like. This is kind of what this is. Right? This is what kind of what this is like. So watching it being like, well, this is basic. Like this is kind of what uh, Journey to Eden is, right? It's about these people trying to find yeah. like the Paradise Planet. This is also basically kind of what the motion picture is, which is like 
they go they have to like go through like this weird galactic barrier to like find the super intelligence and like commune with it uh-huh. to 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 for for some sort of philosophical end. This is also uh, the Magic of Megas Two, where they go to yes, the center. Yes, like literally, of the universe. what the Magic of Megas Two is about well, is that yes, the, at the center of the galaxy is like where creation stemmed from. Right, which which kind of made me. I was like, obviously, I know that like at this time period, like the animated series is not considered canon, but I was like, I was like, I like the idea that not that I would ever like, you know, make this my head canon or whatever, but like I I like the idea that like the Magic of Megas Two did happen, and maybe like as part of that, that like. The Enterprise's memory was erased, and then, and maybe this guy is Lucian, and but like he's been, <laughs> you know, he's been trapped now on, on this planet like, forever uh, or something wow. like that. I was like, that's like, kind of a fun idea, you know. But like, yeah, right. it's like the Magic of Megas Two as well. Like, there's just all these different things, even at this point in Star Trek, even before any of the the stuff from the later series, like where it just feels like eight different things, all of which I like better than this you know yeah because yeah then like their big denouement of this is that is that cyborg is like all right well i'm gonna wrestle god and while that's going on you guys can shoot god with a torpedo you know yes which at first you think kills god but then later on god comes back but then now god actually is dead because we shot god with a laser gun you know like with a with a with a with a klingon with a klingon yeah whatever a blaster reused footage yeah <laughs> yeah and then like they get they get rescued because like the basically the Klingon ambassador that they had rescued from the planet, like convinces the Klingon captain not to kill them. And so then the Klingons help them rescue Kirk. And then they like end with, they all go back and camp again. Yep. And profess how good friends the three of them are. Yes. And sing row, row your boat again. I think I promised in our episode that we did, uh, our, our our special that we did about Lower Deck Season 3, that I would mention the uniforms in this movie. So most of the time they're wearing the, like, their kind of traditional, like, two through six, their red uniforms, which are, which are fine. Yeah. But there are moments where they're, I don't know if it's, like, supposed to be, like, the undershirt to that uniform or, or what, but, like, they're wearing, like, these brown uniforms that i had no memory of these kind of like cable knit sweaters <laughs> yeah which they kind of remind me a little bit of like the the bajoran security force uniforms from ds9 because they've got those weird little like mm. shoulder elements that are different that look really ugly like that like they're like maybe maybe my least favorite uniforms i think that we've seen in one of these shows <laughs> like they're yeah they're, like a lot again like i think the interior of, of the ship looks like pretty cool but like this is definitely like in that, in like that TNG era of like a lot of a lot of like beige stuff that is yeah that's kind of rough. I wanted to like it. I want to like all this stuff, and I wanted to like this one. I wanted I wanted especially after my experience with the motion picture, I was like, well, you know, this again, a movie where like this guy's trying to find God and like this the big questions and stuff. Like, I should be into that. I want to be into it. And again, like I did, I did like, I liked Cybok a lot and I'm, and, and watching this movie again, I was like, oh yeah, this makes me more excited to see Cybok in Strange New Worlds eventually. But ultimately I was like, this is not, this is not great. And you, you just like there, there, if you want whatever this is, like there's so many better outlets for you to receive it, you know? Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Like any, any like further thoughts from you on, on, uh, on this stuff? 
No, I don't think so. Let me look through my notes and make sure I didn't forget anything. But yeah, I thought the yeah again. I thought the I thought the ships looked good. I thought the starbase looked really good. The starbase always like a looks lot good. of the, oh, oh, the yeah. Starbase. I think a lot. It it was just kind of one of those weird things where like all of the sort of practical stuff I thought looked really good, and then any of the effects were like like very much a step down from things that had come earlier. Yeah, I I did the there's a again when they're in the the cantina. They're doing the whole just like, look how exotic it is. Look at all these like weird aliens. Look at this weird game they're playing, which was just pool, but with like water <laughs> on did, the table. I did love that was cool looking. <laughs> I liked that. Like a it's lot. it's literally it's just exactly Earth Pool. But like there's like a couple inches of water on the surface of the pool table. Well, more uh, than a couple, because then because I thought it was only a couple too, but then later on when he is fighting. Oh yeah, because someone gets like, thrown into he it. He throws her. It seems to kill her. Like he throws her into the, the yeah the he throws her into the pool thing, and the, there's like a lot of water. Pool, in there. pool. Like, yeah. I, but I'm just looking it up. I'm looking up Lawrence Luckin because I wanted to see like what else he had done and and like if he was if he had ever had any more Star Trek interactions and stuff. I looked it up on Memory Alpha and oh sure he was married to or he is married because he's still alive. The daughter of Lucille Ball and and. Uh, Nazir Nez, who and, oh, really? and and their their studio was the was the original production studio of the original series, and it says famed for his cyborg catchphrase or his 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 famous line, "Let me take your pain." His wife once jokingly remarked, "I wish you could have said that while I was having his three kids." <laughs> <laughs> nice, but no, he he definitely no notes about him. He was really good. I I, I he was he was great. I thought, yeah. So if only he could have been in a better. And yeah, Nimoy great as always. Again, even like Shatner, I thought like had some good moments for sure. Well, I like, I think uh, Spock like the only I think the only comedy bits that landed for me was was some of the Spock stuff, like where he because he just is good. He just I did I like like yeah. when when they're when he's talking about how it's it, they can't you know the 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 brig is escape proof and then. Shatner was like, "Oh, let me get." He's, he's like, they, they 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 tested it on like the most, one of the most intelligent members of Starfleet they could find, and then and then Shatner's like, "Let me guess, he had pointy ears and he was always getting people into trouble." Blah blah blah. You know, and it's just like, okay, whatever. And then and then like, Sh- uh, 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 Nimoy like kind of very understandably is like, he did have pointed ears. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's he just he's a pro. He's a pro. You know, like yeah. The, the best to do it. The best to ever do it in this in the in these shows. But uh, oh, we didn't, we didn't also didn't talk about how during the camping sequence uh, that that Spock has created a replicator that only makes marshmallows. Yes. So so apparently, so Kraft did uh, release a like tie into the movie like special. I'm, I'm uh, looking at that right Star now. Star Trek yeah. Five, the vo- branded like marshmallow dispenser. <laughs> to, Marsh marshmallows. Um, he he calls them. Yeah, it's also apparently like one of I, apparently like that like this movie and the Voyage Home were like notable for like being the only ones to have product tie-in or like product placement. Uh, this 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 one and which one? And the Voyage Home okay. had like I think like Pepsi or something in it. That makes more sense um, just because of yeah, but yeah, this one like because yeah, they're they're all like very clearly wearing just like Levi's. Yeah, um, and like there there was a credit. Uh, at like the very end of the movie that's just like jeans and casual wear provide or denim and casual wear because i think levi's also made mccoy's jean jacket like provided by levi strauss and like marshmallow and dispenser provided by craft food products i'm just looking at like some of the stuff in the, in the uh in 
in like the notes area where it's like it is interesting like, to think what this movie could have been if it wasn't so comedic and if it had a little bit more money you know like there's there's like there's apparently like, originally like Kirk was supposed to fight these rock men in the end of the movie that like were too expensive and there's a deleted scene where Sulu and Chekhov visit Mount Rushmore and there's a there's a black woman's face on Mount Rushmore in addition to like the four people who were on there before. Hmm. Also, I the the there's that scene there's that scene in the camping in the camping segment where they all say goodnight to each other that is like a parody of the Waltons. Uh, you know, like, yeah. Uh, it's just a I don't know. Yeah, there's. Have you gotten to the point where it talks about like it lists like there are six issues contributing to the film? Oh, I'm seeing like, that now. Yeah, <laughs> dismal box office. Yeah, I really did feel that though when I was watching it. Like, but I did not read any of the stuff before the before we did the 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 episode. But I really was watching it, being like, this is this is this is them being like, well, the Void Chum was funny. Like, let what if we did another yeah. funny one? Like, yeah. <laughs> I also like that one of the one of the four points is that like basically like the first season of the next generation had just come out and so people just like didn't like star trek very much no the first season of the next generation is bad um, i mean but yeah i did find think it was interesting that like you can, like you can clearly tell that the effects are not being done by ilm in this one yeah and then they were also just like and there were a lot of other better movies that came out that year <laughs> yeah i mean i, I yeah I, I, that's that's certainly true i i like i like Last Crusade, but it is. I don't like it as much as the first two Indiana Jones movies. I think that one is sure. good, but definitely, definitely better than this movie. But I was I. It, it's not. It's not a thing where I'm like, oh man, well, definitely everyone clearly made the right choice. I mean, like, I think they did, but like, also, you you wonder like what this movie would be if they had had some of the resources that they didn't end up having. You know, because again, I do think yeah. that there's there's something here, but it just can't quite extricate itself from like the other things that are here you know yeah but anyhow well thank you everybody for listening uh thank you you know if you've been listening to this from the beginning or if you've been listening to this periodically or if you you know if you listen to any episodes before this like we really appreciate it like we mostly do this for us but like we hope that people enjoy it and for the you know the 10 to 20 people who who download these episodes uh every time like we do appreciate you and uh, we hope that this is this is this is fun as fun for you as it is for us. And and Brady, thank you for doing this for me for a hundred episodes. And I really enjoy doing it. And I I hope we can just keep on getting to do so. Yeah, it's been it's been so much fun. So now normally we do a an episode we do a Star Trek episode and not a Star Trek movie. So next time we are for our one hundred and first episode we're back to doing uh the we're back to doing episodes and we're we're doing an original series episode. We're doing The Devil in the Dark, which is a classic. I think we'll probably enjoy it a little bit more than this one. And I'm, yeah, so it's The Devil in the Dark. It is uh, TOS Season 1, Episode 26. So I'm excited about that one. We actually are also going to be doing that with some guests. Uh, we are going to be crossing yeah. over with uh, the podcast uh, Big Money Movie Ideas with uh, with a couple of, of my friends. And we will we will actually have probably, by the time this episode comes out, already have been on their show so you can check that out. Um, uh, just look up Big Money Movie Ideas. They have a couple of other shows, uh, Andrew and Kelsey do. You can also check out. Um, I've, I'm sure we will have had a great time. Um, so you can check that out in a couple weeks, or you can check out probably the Big Money Movie Ideas episode right now just by looking that up in your in your podcatcher of choice. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so you can follow us on Twitter at Contracts. You can email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com. You can visit our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com, or you can. 
Uh, follow us on YouTube at Out of Contracts. Contracts is spelled C-O-N-T-R-E-K-S. You can also check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There is Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. Wizard Studies versus Harry Potter podcast. And that's a Science Works versus Science and Pop Culture podcast. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye.